the process podcast episode 307 you like how i tied the yawn into the yeah opening statement yeah no i did actually i wasn't sure where you're gonna go with it but it worked it worked i was about to start speaking and then the yawn came over me and i was like i can't Mm. i can't stop this there's no way like it's it's coming out it's like having too many um uh what's the word not dyslexic. Tourette's. No, not Tourette's. <laughs> I don't know where you're um, going with that. Laxatives. It's like having too many oh, laxatives. Oh, yeah, so close. You know? <laughs> it has an X in it. And that's where I was trying to make that connection was uh, with the sound of, of the words. But anyways, beyond that, um, how's your day? Good day? It's good. Yeah, it's good. Can't complain. Solid um, day. I have an update on the plant plant and fungus now war which i am in the middle of waging oh right yeah um well you have waged it you were it's the the early days of the war right it's the early days of the war um we've invaded enemy territory and at this point now we are going through the corpses and eliminating those which are still alive and are simply lying there incapacitated wow so it was a quick Um, uh successful win for you so far so like for reference on tuesday i went out and bought hydrogen peroxide diatomaceous earth which is like a very fine white powdered earth substrate Mm -hmm. that's made out of ground up diatoms which are like these weird fossilized shell things right which to hold in your hand um it reminds me of the cl- of the sand that we used, of, like sand casting sand. Right. Um, reminded me of that, but on a microscopic level, it's like tiny razor blades. Oh. So the idea is that when the fly larvae hatch in the soil, they crawl through this and they basically cut themselves to death and they die. Nice. Damn, that's barbaric. Which is, it's freaking wild. Like you imagine that on a human scale. Right. And it's free. It's freaky. It's freaky. It's like running through a. A, a, a cornfield of fiberglass yeah yeah or like shards of carbon basically oh um it's pretty creepy Man, earth pretty creepy hard. earth does go hard especially diatomaceous earth diatomaceous <laughs> earth goes hard, goes really hard. <laughs> um so i got that and what else did i get uh like the little sticky yellow fly trap things um Got it all off Amazon, and then everything everything showed up, and went through the process of removing probably fifty percent of the dirt from all of the plants, and spraying everything with peroxide to kill larvae, covering everything in the diatomaceous earth that goes hard, and then putting sticky traps. And within like ten to fifteen minutes of putting these traps up, some of them were just covered in corpses of flies. Yeah. Um, and I've been finding fly corpses in the windowsill, everywhere. Sometimes in the sink because they're attracted to moisture. Mm. 
And it was getting to the point where like I had no, had no way to control them anymore because I think I bought a bad bag of soil and they were, eggs were most likely in the soil because I got mold from the soil. Um, and it just was not a very good scenario, but I have waged significant measures of war upon these creatures, which, and good thing to note is that they don't bite and they're not harmful to humans. They're not harmful to pets. They're They're just annoying. pain in the dick. Yeah. Um, which is very annoying, but I believe that with, uh, with continued treatment in the next three weeks, the war will be over in three weeks and things will be done. Back to Utopia. I don't have to worry about it. Back to Utopia. Nice. Back to rainforest Utopia. Mm. Ideally, hopefully, best case scenario. Um, and it hasn't killed any of the plants yet. All the plants are still alive. That's um, good. That's good. And a large portion of the flies seem to be dead. I've had very few flies flying around my room today, which is a good thing. Nice. Um, whereas like, other days other days we've been recording episodes and like you can see a fly just like fly in front of the camera and it's gnarly um but i think we're on the upside of this now that's good that's good I'm glad. so and i don't remember why i brought that up in the first place but well we're it's an interesting war. you know about war is important you know war is important glad you're winning it it's also remembrance day today so felt the need to that oh yeah that true out. yeah that is probably a good um, thing yeah Here's an interesting observation that Remembrance Day seems to become less and less important the older we get. Like I remember as a kid in elementary school, everyone would always stop in class and observe the moment of silence at 11 o'clock. And I think once I got out of elementary school, like we'd stop doing that, even in high school. Like no one did that. In our high school, we did. It was a big thing. We had the assemblies every year for it. Yeah. Maybe just weird as as adults, which arguably have a stronger understanding of of war and a perceived understanding of sacrifices relating to war, war and wartime, that we don't. Maybe we don't do it publicly and we do it in our own our own time. But like it's not a and I, I know why it's not like a day off holiday because people would just go to the mall or something back before COVID. And they're like, Well, the whole point is to remember and reflect on this thing. So let's keep people in a way that they can do that. But it's point is that it seems like as adults Because we're not forced to. Yeah. That's like true. you are in school. Maybe we should be. I don't know. I think should we make more of a deal of it on like social media and stuff, but you know. Yeah. Start a hashtag about that. But random videos of people doing stupid shit on TikTok is more important apparently. So, you know. Yeah, that's the world. It is what it is. You know why? Because the U.S. doesn't control TikTok. China does. To the world. Well, yeah. I Mm. guess, but. Unpopular opinion. I don't think it'd be any different. Yeah, it's also true. On the topic of. nothing related to the first eight minutes of this um paul star announced their winners for the 2021 annual design contest mm. yep. a couple days ago i think on friday or maybe on the weekend something like that yeah um really cool 
the theme was pure progressive performance. Um, or no, sorry, the theme was progress in a landscape of developing technologies, evolving lifestyles, and a fast-growing concern for the climate emergency. Design needs to be the driving force for positive change. The brief is to design a pole star that would advance societal progression. Designs should display new ways of thinking that would encourage positive change in society, including responses to the ongoing climate crisis. 2020 saw the first annual Pulsar design contest with a variety of vehicles as submissions. This year's approach will be no different. It does not have to be a car, but it does have to be a Polestar. Um, and we participated in this contest, mm-hmm. which I think is the first design contest I've ever participated in outside of school. Yeah. I think so. It is, for a fact, yeah. actually. Um, which is pretty cool. We had fun with it. We enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, no, it was good to do it, actually. Um, but the so the winner of the student category is Ming Wei Ming Wei Liu, and the winner of the professional category is David Voltaggio. I'm gonna assume it's pronounced as such. And then an honorable mention is for Christian Talvatier. Or. Tal Talvitier, 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 like T. His last name starts with a T. Um, <laughs> Mr. T. Mr. T. So I've got it pulled up here in front of me. I'm gonna go to the student winner first, just to just to see. And his concept is called "Glad to Be Dirty," a car which tackles local pollution with onboard on display filters and his tagline is like see your effort be proud of it Mm. um which is an interesting thing and trying to see if they've oh they do have images but they're hidden in a in a gallery of sorts so here's one thing that i i'm coming to realize the more and more that i spend time looking at transportation design related stuff right is that something can be a piece of mobility or a mobility tool, but it doesn't necessarily need wheels. Well, yeah, I mean. Right. Like that's one thing I've never properly understood. But. Well, if you were designing like stuff actually to be like produced in the next couple of years, then yeah, it's probably going to have wheels. Yeah. But like. There's a lot of concept stuff, a lot of automotive concept stuff where it's super conceptual, doesn't have wheels. I mean, if that yeah. if that concept is going as far as to say is like, well, it has onboard filters that like filter emissions while you drive, then like the fact it doesn't have wheels is like the least surprising part. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Okay, you that's know. fair. And it kind of fits within like the the whole vibe and like theme of the project, right? Because there's a lot of like mm-hmm. conceptual automotive um designs i've seen like behance and stuff where it's like it just looks like a floating thing you know or mm-hmm. something right and it's all about highly conceptual thinking just about the idea and less about like mm. yeah but like how would that actually go over speed bumps he's got no wheels or suspension it's like well <laughs> that's not the point you know yeah um, where we're going we don't need speed bumps exactly it's exploring the idea rather than like you know and ultimately it's a pulse mm. pro- like 
are they going to be built in the next three years? No. It's yeah, a conceptual thinking challenge, right? So, like, why mm. limit yourself by wheels and shit like that, you know? Why limit yourself by wheels? <laughs> That's an interesting, like, um, maybe it's a theme or a initial brief towards a mobility project why limit yourself by wheels and that's it they're like we want we want to explore mobility and what mobility can be don't let wheels be the limit of what that means and then just see where people go with that obviously i would do a paddleboard right piece of water transportation yeah but i mean it's not even it's not even that type of mindset either though because no what do you think if you said, you know, uh, come up with like conceptual, highly conceptual mode of transportation, but like don't limit yourself by thinking of something with wheels. And then people automatically are going to think, okay, a paddleboard or a wheels. boat yeah. or a plane. I mean, planes kind of have wheels or a helicopter or whatever, right? A hot, hot air balloon, blah, blah, which is like, yeah, totally, you know appropriate to the challenge sure but the whole point is not is still doing a car mm -hmm. but not limiting your the idea of the concept by wheels you know automatically people think it's doing a different mode of translation that doesn't have wheels that's not necessarily the case you know mm -hmm. it's about it's it's just not limiting yourself by like okay it has to have wheels you know have this really cool conceptual idea for a vehicle but then you're like oh i have to have wheels because it has to work and it's like well right, it's not actually right. being made you know if it fits you with your idea it's like well are wheels really necessary mm. you know i've seen a lot of like like you hear that and people automatically think of things that don't have wheels you're like, well, why don't cars? Yeah, that's your. That's why the, can't like, a car? That's the default thinking, right? Yeah, it's like, well, no, it's more fun to think of a car that should have wheels but like doesn't. Oh shit! Um, You're smart. You're smart. But it's also like, again, like, are you designing a car supposed to be out in ten years, five, ten years, and yeah, I'll probably have wheels. Is it twenty plus years? Is it like fifty years from now? And it's, you know, it's not about showing off a race car that doesn't that has these massive wheels and blah, blah blah it's like a high luxury autonomous art modern art piece for rich people mm -hmm. or whatever like if that's what the focus of the of your idea is like do you need to show wheels does the thing need to have wheels like right is that the important is part? that the important Probably part not. You know, hmm. if you're doing something that's like so far in the future by having more generic wheels or, or, you know, wheels that like, you know, something traditional, traditionally a part of a vehicle where people are looking back, oh yeah, wheels, maybe that will actually, you know, it, bring it back. It'll bring it back years, right? So people don't think mm. it's from 2080, right? Right. Cool. Um, because when you think of that far ahead, it's like, well, fuck, you know, all bets are off. Like, who's to say it won't have wheels or will have wheels or whatever, right? Because mm -hmm. um, I've seen some pretty, like, out there stuff, right? On, like, Behance. I remember one I'm thinking of in my head, and 
it's like this like flat just sheet of like black that just kind of bubbles up where you'd like sit and then around oh it, it's like just a big box and it's got like led lights that just come down the sides yeah yeah i know the exact one you're right? talking about and it's like it's you're a vehicle and it's but it's highly conceptual i can't remember exactly like the purpose of it like the idea behind it but like i'm gonna see if i can dig it up quickly right i know it's on my appreciation list way back somewhere but like the point is it doesn't the idea that you're trying to explore with that design isn't mm-hmm. reliant on does it have wheels or not so like who right. cares right if you put wheels on that a it would look silly it wouldn't fit the idea and b it wouldn't it would it'd make it less futuristic than it's supposed to be you know right it wouldn't fit with the with that idea right so hmm. i don't know i look at that i'm like yeah does have wheels who cares no okay well i'm not gonna be like the person like well that doesn't work it's like well it's not the point <laughs> yeah that's it's that's an easy thing to point idea, out right? it's like well yeah that's that's it's plainly obvious right that's kind of the one uh, of the things i love about automotive design it's like the really conceptual mm-hmm. stuff where it's like it's not about actually whether or not it's a good car it's just exploring these really fascinating and like inspiring and like innovative ideas mm-hmm. through the the vessel of a car or a vehicle right you know that's just like that's just the medium you picked yeah it's the conduit to that creative expression yeah Hmm. and in that case if you're doing something that aligns with that idea then like whether or not has wheels is like that's a small (laughs) small thing thing. who cares right if it doesn't fit it it doesn't fit like i mean the other the other two winners Mm mm-hmm or say the other the professional winner was like a was like a pavilion building piece of architecture, and then the um, honorable mention, honorable which is like mention. a kind of a treehouse, futuristic pulsar treehouse looking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, especially that one, you could look at it and be like, "Well, that doesn't well, that wouldn't work as a house or whatever a treehouse thing." That's not the point, you know. It's yeah, exploring this conceptual idea of like a minimal low use low waste natural kind of you know observation area or whatever right shelter i i love this one this it's by christian t because we can't pronounce Mm -hmm. their last name koja or koya and it's a small building which reduces the need for travel whilst bringing people closer to nature have you read the description of the design for this one yet? I think I did way back um, when he was like picked in like the top ten or something. Okay, from the last round, I I'll, think I did. Uh, I'll give you because that was one refresh. of the coolest, like form wise, one of the ones that like stood out the most amongst the others. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I'll I'll do a brief synopsis of about the design. It says. While it is easy to focus on important technologies that will shape future travel, like wheels, mm-hmm. the world is recognizing the imperative to travel less, COVID. This response to the climate crisis may have even greater bearing on the future of mobility and how we live than innovations in vehicle design. Hmm. Interesting. 
embracing. Ah, oh, they've got a space in front of the embracing, so it's not in line with mm. the text below it. Amateurs. Embracing this need to travel or to reduce travel is Koja from student designer Christian T. It's not a vehicle, but a new form of small building in a tree canopy that provides a rich, immersive experience in a natural environment. This makes it more accessible for people who otherwise would need to travel far to experience the wilderness. The design maximizes the treetops view with a panoramic glazed aspect and minimizes ecological impact with a space-efficient, low-resource-use design. Fundamentally, it encourages a positive change in society, helping to reduce travel. It reminds me of something that I, that would be in Death Stranding. Yeah. As like an outpost. Right. Space, you know? Yeah. I like this is where that. you would go or they would have these like stationed around if you're 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 traveling by foot to deliver goods of sorts, right? Mm-hmm. And uh probably less uh boutique on the inside than this one is. But the idea being that aesthetically, I love this thing. And it's like we were just saying about wheels or no wheels, right? Like, it's like, you know, deal or no deal. It's wheels or no wheels. Um, uh-huh. It's like if you looked at that, you'd be like, well, how would you, where would you uh, put the foundation for that? How, how where do you put all the wiring? Where would the insulation go? And all this? It's like, that's not the yeah. point, right? It's like exploring the idea of, you know, the conceptual idea. So it's it's not about all those small details and those silly things, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a cool, like, using kind of a structure or interior space to, as a conduit for the idea, right? Yeah. I really like how that one kind of sits among, like the render they have where it sits among those trees and it stands mm-hmm. out but also kind of blends in. It's stunning. It's like when you see the... a nice piece of, like, architecture that's on, like, you know, in the middle of nowhere in, in hills or valley or forest or something, and they've, if it's, like, designed well, the, the architects are designed in a way that, like, you know, stands out and looks really, like, aesthetically beautiful, but mm-hmm. still fit, is, like, sympathizes with the surrounding environment, mm-hmm. whether it's mm-hmm. colors, textures, materials, the form, you know, all that stuff. That's kind of what, I, you know, what it reminds me of. For me, well. and I, I, I totally agree with that. I completely echo your sentiment. For me, it aesthetically, I would dis and like the color palette that they chose to to display the design in and the way in which it was shown, as opposed to a sunny, happy looking pixie rainforest. It looks cold and rainy and gray. Um, Iceland. If Iceland had trees, yeah. it looks like it would belong but it, there. I think it aids to like the whole homey feeling that the interior space looks like it would create. That's true. Because the whole point, like you read in the description, is about bringing people closer together. Mm-hmm. As one of the one of the purposes, right? And like by putting it at night in the middle of a forest, and you have this nice warm glow interior, it like it, it aids to that. You go there to save your marriage. <laughs> yeah exactly while saving the planet <laughs> while saving go. the planet thought of the marketing statement already you know what um something about all three mm-hmm. it's not even about the individual designs i really liked but when the way that pulsar design community 
Instagram page and Polestar themselves were how they presented these winners. Mm-hmm. The actual image, like the mock-up or whatever you want to say, like the way they presented these winning designs, I fucking love. And I'm totally going to copy and use like something. Like the kind of displaying it like a model you you mentioned the other day? When we yeah, like at? when we were first looking at them, when we were talking about them, I was like, it's almost like when you'd see these like master's thesis shows mm-hmm. or like something we would do with our thesis show if we had one. Um, the ones we went to in the past anyways, where, you know, each person has their own little desk with their model and their banner behind them. And it's this little presentation area, right? Mm-hmm. It looks like they have this little corner desk with like a banner wall behind it. Mm-hmm. And on on the desk almost looks like where their model will be. And then on the wall behind it would be like the information, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like a, like a digital mock-up of like kind of a way you'd present a physical model in a show. Yeah. And I fucking love it because like it looks like a little miniature kind of version of the model and the environment. And then surrounding it, like graphically, you have like information, person's name, Polestar logo, different colors and all the stuff, like things you would you can only do digitally. Mm-hmm. That like just I don't know what that was even. What's my Polestar decision? Because all three of them are the same to keep it like yeah I th- cohesive. I think so, but I'm like, man, this just like the way they present it is in a Polestar way. <laughs> you know, like it really is. It really it's in a really is. thoughtful and unique way. I've never seen anything presented like that. You know, kind of remind me and of it's like not showing it off like we were taught in school, like show it as a render in context right. in situ. Blah 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 blah. Right. Well, it's like it's like you have like a model that is like the actual design is covering the jobs of a physical model an in situ render a user interaction render all of those are in one as a 3d model and then the background is used for like supportive information and like you know Mm -hmm. person's name pulls or blah blah um and just uses a graphic like nice background to like anchor the whole project on the screen right like Mm -hmm. i just kind of remind me you ever seen like online those little you know like blender models or animations people do of like little rooms yep and it's like a little like you know isometric view of like a little yeah of a little like interior space or something or an exterior space or there's someone i recently started following it's like an architecture account and they do these little like isometric view like like if you had like one like tile like one like square kind of acre miniaturized and they have like whether it's a house or you know like a a pavilion or like a park like exterior structure or something all like rendered out nicely even as an animation but really small Mm -hmm. where it's like looks like a digital model or like playing the sims or something like that it kind of gave me like vibes like that you're taking that kind of aesthetic and that kind of storytelling, but doing it in a like a design presentation way. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a great way of incorporating like the model, showing how it's used, um, giving information about it and the person, while also showing like cool graphics to help supplement yeah. the design, but also like just 
aesthetically make it pleasing to look at on a screen. Yeah, I think there's lessons that can be taken from from all the ways in which, like from last year, from 2020's Polestar Design Contest, and from this year's Polestar Design Contest. Not even looking at the designs themselves, but the ways in which they are displayed and showcased to the general public because a lot of that is influenced and largely dictated by Polestar because whatever they're producing, while it's produced by an individual, at the end of the day, and even though they're not employed by Polestar, it still goes back and represents and reflects what Polestar is about. So for them to right. be directing it from like a, from an art direction standpoint makes sense, yeah. I think, largely. Um and I think in the context of like school project competitions, that could be something that is pushed more. Because yeah, you're trying to fit the mold of what the company is trying to get you to do. But at the end of the day, that will probably reap you more success rather than trying to do your own thing so much that kind of freaks everybody else out because they don't really know what to think about it. Um but like there's learnings from seeing how they're displayed that I think we can take and implement into like portfolios and and everything like that. Even website stuff. Imagine that's how you showcase each of your projects on your website yeah. is tiny little mock-ups as a square, like a one by one or eight inch by eight inch yeah. square yeah. image rendered like that and full isometric view and everything. And that's the initial introduction that someone has to your project yeah. as opposed to a air quotes teaser image yeah or like that's like a significant like the one uh probably my favorite the the house one or the pavilion mm -hmm. one the post on instagram is like that isometric view and you swipe and there's like a like a more of like a if you are on the street level looking up kind of rendered view mm -hmm. and like that's all you kind of need like I think another reason why I yeah. love how they present it was like in that one render, that isometric view, basically like displayed and explained and covered like everything that we would have to put into our thesis banner in one image without plastering yeah. it with information. Yeah. Unnecessary text. You know, it's like stuff. Oh, you want, you want to like obviously to show your model and well, here's the model. Here's a 3d model that anyone can understand. Not, not, not just people who are design inclined or whatever, right? Anyone can understand mm -hmm. this. It's in 3d. It's realistic enough. Oh, you want like a yeah. in situ render, a user. Well, now you're seeing like on the one that with the, 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 the student winner with the, with the vehicle, you can see that I have people walking. Mm-hmm. So now you're like, well, now you understand the size of how someone interacted with it, blah, blah, blah. It covers like, you know, the information in the background, a little information gives you a little bit of insight into like purpose or sustainability or what the purpose of it is. You have the person's name, you have the, you know, the project name, you have the pollster, the sponsor name, right? Like, but also you've done it in this unique way. There's way that not only just looks unique and different, but also like graphically is really aesthetic and clean mm -hmm. and like nice um look super professional super unique 
also gives it like this kind of little like digital game kind of you know world building vibe to it or at least to me when i see it like that one again with the cars like there's one level with like a car on then it like goes down this little ramp and there's a second level and then there's another car in there and people are like walking up it and it's like it almost looks like an art installation mm-hmm. as the model right i just like that whole thing just tells the story of like where we would have our fucking thesis banner and the model and us there telling people about it it did all that mm-hmm. in one image which is incredible through powerful. obviously that's the quality of of the design and the the clarity has a big part to play, but just the way they presented it is like a fucking masterclass shit of how you present stuff. And I'm going to really try and take from that and use it in my own way and mm-hmm. for things like that. Cause it's so cool. So fucking cool. I think even re like rebuilding a portfolio around that type of clarity with design and layout and imagery is very powerful. You could probably get away with probably cutting a good third of page count in a portfolio if one just thinks a little bit about the images that they're going to be using, and then boom. Excess fluff is cut out, and the only images that you have are like highly descriptive, highly curated. Yeah well-intentioned and then you all you also don't have to like waste space pumping in these giant paragraphs of words that most people in art can't even read right like they're just designer bullshit that you write anyways like i saw that my mind automatically went to just making it up yeah exactly and like when i saw it my mind automatically went to that planter idea with like the lego oh i was like imagine a model of it and then presented it that way or like, imagine my thesis. If I had the model mm-hmm. miniaturize it and made a little road, like a little portion of a road, like one by one unit, of this little like plot of land you have. And I mm-hmm. make a little street side and put mm-hmm. the car in it and have someone like beside it with a door open. That tells the story of like the two big renders on my banner in one. It does. In one. And more because it's 3D yeah. and anyone can understand it. right like that's pretty fucking it's i don't know i just saw that sounds like like, you have some rejigging to do well yeah i mean that'd be another reason to learn blender because doing that little stuff animate like animation that little like tile size stuff is really good like in blender um Mm. just trying to do that in solidworks i mean it's doable but it's a pain in the ass but uh yeah but I just saw that. I was like, man, obviously the designs are a great job to the winners. Like they're amazing. But I was like, I was more impressed by the way they presented them, you know, in a, right. Then, you know, not to say that designs weren't impressive because they are, but like I was even more impressed by the way they presented them. And I feel like, like a beautiful object in a beautiful box. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I, I think like if you present it the same way last year, which before I saw these ones, I would have thought that's just normal. Just a big, nice yeah. render. Or like on like a board that we know of, like a banner type thing. They see mm-hmm. a lot in automotive. Like, that's the norm. That looks good to me. Sure. You know, but now I've seen this. I'm like, man, anything other than this now is like, <laughs> come this on, you can present it better. Subpar. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's pretty interesting how just seeing that like one thing like that changes your perspective on it. Yeah, I just think it's super, super powerful the way that, I mean, it just shows, I think, you know, presentation can make or break, right? Hmm. It can very, very easily. Yeah, it can fucking transcend your design or it can fucking <laughs> absolutely hmm. nuke it, you know? Very well said. I think so. Yeah, I anyways. agree. Congrats I to agree. the winners. They're all really rad. Yeah, big props, folks. Um, it'd be cool to talk to them on the podcast, but I wonder if language barrier is a or I wonder too if much of big shots now, man. They're too cool. They're too. That's true. Too successful. They won't answer. They won't answer our emails. We can always try. I guess. <laughs> I'd like to get Art Martins on the show. That would be pretty cool. Oh Jesus! I, just I would be so nervous. Questions. Just, just you are God. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you do and everything that you are. You are amazing. Yeah. We like that's, come onto like Discord and we're wearing like Art Martin's masks, like Halloween masks, but it's him. <laughs> and he's like, uh we're like, Yeah, we're kind of you know, really big fans of yours. But we promise like we're not bro- weird. <laughs> it's like the bro jogan video where the guy goes back into his room and it's just like a, there's just posters everywhere. Yeah, just the do shrine. That, set up the background, just posters yeah. of Art Martin stuff, shrines mm. of everything. I'm sure weirder things have happened online. Probably. Oh, definitely. I'm sure. Um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's been uh, that's been the Polestar Design Contest 2021 wrap up episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you're curious about any design stuff, send us an email to hi at bigdesigncompany.com. Or if uh, you're interested. In any more design work, you can also visit the website, www.bigdesigncompany.com. And if you have a podcast question, that can be sent to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. And Zach Watts. Yes, sir. What's our Instagram? Process underscore underscore podcast. Beautiful. I'm going to go make another coffee. Mm. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.